Ready for a random thought? What's up? Why are dog toys looking more and more like sex toys? <laughs> you notice that? They like look that like one thing, that one vibrators. thing that Josephine had for her dog? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like she pulled it out and we were like, what, what is, is that? that? It was a, literally a purple dildo. She You ready? Did you start? Yeah. We're recording. Another episode, baby. (laughs) Natural thoughts and talks. Welcome back. You feeling good, right? Yeah, I feel better now. Before we were recording, you were talking about how you are an app. You just threw up three weeks ago and then probably another one like three weeks before that, but you're not a consistent puker. So what I was saying was I'm not the type of person that gets stomach sick and throws up. Okay. You know what I mean? But because the only time I do throw up for the most part is when I have a migraine and the migraine causes me to be nauseous. And you understand that I didn't, I don't really give a fuck how you're getting <laughs> sick. You understand that sick is sick. Like it's not. Because this morning we're at the gym, I was nauseous. So that's kind of how we got into yeah, it. Yeah. And then we kind of cut our workout short because I was doing a set and I look over and you're just like head down in your lap. Like. I don't want to be here. So I was just like, fuck this workout. Like, this doesn't matter at all. If you're in pain, let's stop, babe. Like, what are you yeah. doing? So we cut it a little short, but we still got a good little pump in. That assault bike is a workout. It Our is. warm up is honestly a on workout. Its, yeah, on its own. In its own. But yeah, we were talking about how you were nauseous. You were feeling like you were going to throw up. You are a puker. It's okay to have that title. Just hold it with pride. Are you a shitter? A shitter? I guess, yeah, yeah. So you're either My a shitter are... or a puker, huh? Okay, yeah, sure. I'm a, I, I'll, I'm a little shit. That's what I am. I'm a little shit. But basically, like, you're somebody who throws up, and then we triggered that one experience that we had on the train in Stockholm, <laughs> and that lady was in a crowded, what, subway? Is it a subway or is it a train? That like, was a subway, I think. Okay, we were in the subway, and she was just sitting there in COVID, like mid-COVID, it was, right? Yeah. yeah, it was. we were still in the pandy at that moment in time, and she was just like... <laughs> she was like covering her mouth, trying to not throw up. Threw up in her mouth, and then we heard it like splatter. Well, we saw it, because okay. we were only a couple seats behind her. Yeah. Um, but I felt really bad. Like, she was either like drunk from before... Or she was motion sick or she was like, it was like, I felt like I thought she, she was pregnant, but you said she wasn't pregnant. I don't so. think so. I honestly think, I mean, she was trying to hide it. So it wasn't, she was just like a crazy person just throwing up on the train. Oh, yeah. So she was embarrassed and I felt pretty bad for her, but at the same time it was like really gross. I was oh like, yeah. Ew. She's touching like shoulders. Throw up on the floor on a crowded subway. Mm-hmm. Ew. But that was nasty. I know. I felt so bad. Anyways though, you are a puker and it's okay so if someone asks you like hey are you a i haven't thrown up in several years and then yeah. before that it was several years before that so like i have you're not gonna be like oh venture's always throwing up because i'm very rarely nauseous it would take i don't even know what it would take i'm okay being upside down sideways yeah. forwards backwards backwards forwards and like everything's chill yeah you sometimes like look at your phone on car rides and you're like whoa this well, is the a other too day much. when we were driving home from downtown la i was like oh i i was a little nervous too, like though. i can't see the road it's a small car yeah i think it was because it was an electric car though or do you think if you were in the back of the ford focus you would um no i mean i'm fine in the in the front 
but because there's windows and yeah stuff. but because i couldn't see the road as clearly you would be a terrible hostage i'm not gonna lie if i kidnapped you in my van and we were just like mm, scooting like, around uh, like, i gotta throw can, up can we pull over i gotta throw up and they're like shut up no you don't and you're just like Bleh. and i throw up on them like why did we pick this that's girl? a good they may have, they might they might drop me though yeah or kill me uh, honestly, <laughs> either or <laughs> uh, if i'm a kidnapper and someone just threw up i'm i'm letting you free i'm sending that fish back yeah there you go like yeah i'm sorry yeah um crazy though how they were talking about that armchair expert that we we're listening to with like the people who shot up that house oh my gosh yeah that was crazy we were listening to an episode of armchair expert and this couple it was armchair anonymous yeah um this couple basically got their house shot at they people shot at them ak-47s yeah like legit guns and they found out it happened twice too two nights in a row and they found out later that someone used to live there i guess no 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 no, no. they had a, a similar looking van um that just got out of prison this person that had a van that looked like their van shot someone and then now the person that got shot that person's family now wanted to get their revenge, I guess. So they were like, oh, that's the van. It wasn't the van, and but they thought a, it was. It was just like hippies, like guitar. Yeah. Like, uh, what they, they were called? musicians. Yeah, musicians. Yeah, like they weren't dangerous, like nothing like that. So this family thought that, oh, because the van is there, that means that that's the house. So they shot at the house like two nights in a row. Honestly, though, I feel like we could accredit that to I bet the shooter was using Apple Maps instead of Google Maps because, you know, <laughs> Apple Maps will kind of take you there. It'll be one street, two houses off sometimes. I don't think they got the address, though. I think they literally just saw because I guess the person that had the van did not live too far away from it. That sounds right. So but yeah, no, I don't trust Apple Maps, though. I, I don't, don't. Well, I mean, they do get they usually for me get pretty accurate i just don't like looking at it i was like this looks really weird i don't understand all right the maps. here's the thing is my thing might be several years outdated because i've been using google maps Probably. since high school but it's just like my views on apple music versus spotify yeah i would have to really go back and take like a nice unbiased look at apple maps to see if like they're really but when i was first using it i had to get to a specific house because i was delivering like dog walks and stuff. yeah i had to and on a certain i said i was going to be there within 15 minutes i'm already 20 minutes away uh on the other side of the south bay so it's like i had to actually get there i couldn't be three houses down and these are big ass mansions so it's like being two houses off you're going to be walking for a while like there's a big kind of a walk so yeah but you don't have to walk anymore because you have your car back i know thank god um it's been in there for like a month and a half it's been so long um finally got my car back we met with your dad in barstow to get the car that guy got a speeding ticket too and it's funny so here's the thing is we don't you know how my family is we don't plan like there's no designated times it's not like all right be in barstow at two o'clock yeah and we'd be there they're just like be in the barstow in the after while the sun's up kind of is like the the range that we go from and he's always like working these kind of side angles and side deals and it's like you don't really know what he's doing and like what time he's going to be done with this meeting and he's going to get his way up there so i knew that was the case so i decided we were going to be like an hour or two late yeah and we like end up let's say he said he was going to leave at like noon yeah so that means he was going to be there by like two or he was going to leave at 11 what time was it do you remember 
I think it might have 11, 12. He was going to leave like, like, like early afternoon, be there like mid afternoon. Yeah. So we're like, all right, well, we're not going to leave until like one o'clock. Yeah. And then we'll show up at like three because Barstow is two hours away from L.A. Yeah. And we finally are like in Victorville, um, you know, maybe 45 minutes outside of Barstow. And we get a call and he's like, where's the registration at in the car, which you had taken the registration out because you thought you were going to need some information. Yeah, well, because the thing is that when the car broke down, I had like the insurance, everything in the car and I took it out because I needed to call or like figure out towing and everything like that. So I took the stuff out of the car to look at everything, but then I never put it back in the car. So the registration wasn't in the car. So now he's, my dad is like speeding in a little red Ford Focus in 100 degree desert Mojave heat with all the windows down, large black man gets pulled over, no registration. So we don't know the car could be stolen. Like that's what it looks like when a cop pulls you over, you don't have the shit. You're like, all right, let me check to see if there's a report out for yeah. it. And then I thought he was going to have a thick ticket, but he said it was like under 200 bucks. So He said it was like 140. Yeah, it's really funny because I've never gotten a speeding ticket. Yeah, and he like growing up was always like don't speed don't speed like don't do he always tells whenever we go like either to or from vegas they always say don't speed don't speed don't speed there's they got traps out there and then this guy gets caught and he's like oh well you know this and that yeah it's funny but anyway so we met in in barstow and even though the car was running fine apparently it's been starting for like a week and a half and it's been running so like there's probably nothing wrong with it. I don't think there is anything wrong with it. But, and it, and it was working for your dad, the whole ride to Barstow. And it was even hotter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I was still like, oh, like. Yeah, I think it was just one of those freak oh, things. And- let's hope everything works out here. And like driving it back to LA and stuff. And I was like, let me not stop. <laughs> let me just go. Oh, were you nervous? I was a little back? nervous. Yeah. And I was like, let me not stop because if I stop, it might not start again because that's Mm -hmm. what happened when it broke down, you know. But um, but then we had to stop because Kino had to go potty or seemed like it. So I was like, okay, well, let me stop the car. And then like when I started, it, I was like, oh, it works. And then, yeah, we went home and everything was great. But I'm really happy it's here because I even though I even talked about this in my latest vlog, even though i everybody go watch hannah's latest vlog on youtube it's gonna come up she's tomorrow. really doing great work and i support her and she's the best so <laughs> if you're tired of hearing us and you want it or you love hearing us and you want to see more. <laughs> us definitely go look up hannah afzilius we are sponsored by hannah afzilius is youtube so yep. go check it out um it's gonna come up tomorrow it's not it's not up yet but anyways i even though the car was like in the mechanic at the mechanic shop it was all the way in vegas we're all the way out here i can't control what happens to it i can't really do anything about it it's like and now your dad is driving it i can't control that either i still felt responsibility for it all of like not that it broke down like that wasn't my fault but just the fact that okay the car is out there something might happen where is the car gonna go like this and that I felt responsibility for it, and I've literally been thinking about it every single day. I was like, this car better work. Are you stressed out? Or this car better not work, and we can just dump it. Um, so I've just, like, been stressed out and anxious about it, like, literally, like, day and night. And now I just feel so much better that the car is here. It's drivable. Everything works. 
Yeah, that car was telling us, hey, bro, don't don't take me into that hot ass desert no more in the summertime. And I was I mean, it even makes it does make sense, though, because we were in Sweden for two weeks and it was just standing there uh, in, in the driveway. So it wasn't had not been on at all for two weeks. We started. It's fine. And then we take it literally straight to the hundred and four degree weather. Um, so it could be something like that. I don't know. But it's working now. And yeah. I'm happy I have it back. Sometimes you just got to pray. But yeah, everything's working fine. And yeah. uh, we're done closing out that car stress, hopefully for a little while. Thank God. Give us at least six months until something happens with like my truck or your car that we're like. Let's not say that. Come on out. Eh, it's all right. It happens. Give it a lifetime. Cars. Give it a lifetime. <laughs> well, we can switch into color contacts. Okay. How do you feel about color contacts? I know it's random, but like that's what we do on this show. This is why I love podcasting is because we can just flip it. How do you feel about anybody, like regardless of their skin color, like changing the color of their eyes? If it matches or doesn't match, how do you feel about that? To be honest, I feel like the only time it's it's cool and it's okay is if like you have a Halloween costume that requires it. Other than that, I feel like it's kind of corny. Yeah. Like I'm kind of like... First of all, it doesn't even look right. Like, that looks really strange, no matter if you're changing from blue to brown or whatever it is. It's just, like, it never looks good. I've always thought that it looks, it makes, like, the top of your eye look thicker, too. Have you seen that? When you look at a color contact, let's say someone has brown eyes and they have blue. I don't know um, when color contact, first of all, you need to hop on Google and you need to see when were color contacts, like, first introduced into the mainstream. And why is it the, is it a thicker lens if you're going dark eye to light or is it a lighter lens when you go light eye to dark? You see what I'm saying? So if you go brown to blue, clearly you're going to need a lot of blue to block out that brown. But if you decided with blue eyes to go to brown, would it be easier? It says um, colored contacts were introduced in the late 1930s when... An MGM makeup artist approached a Beverly Hills ophelon, I don't even know how to pronounce this, whatever, about the possibility of changing an actor's eye color from brown to blue. Oh, an actor. Okay. So yeah. it was first in, was it in Hollywood? 1930s. Or like Hollywood or where? Did it say where? Beverly Hills. Oh, my bad. Beverly Hills? What was the, was it a place you were trying to pronounce that you couldn't? No. Oh, my bad. I got something coming up here. Speaking of drugs, alcohol is a drug, I guess you could say, right? Yeah, I mean, alcohol has got to be the worst drug on the planet, I'd say, in um, my opinion. And your mom texted you yesterday and was like, we've seen a lot of parents taking oh, their yeah. kids to Vegas for their 21st birthday. Yeah, that's really weird. Um, How do you feel about that? I mean, I just wouldn't go an all-out birthday bash with like my mom and dad there exactly it just doesn't get it i think it's kind of a bigger picture of within society talking about children aren't really gaining their independence like they used to like they're staying at home way longer they're not really doing the things like my parents had me at 22 yeah so obviously i'm not having kids at 22 but i moved the fuck out like for them to have me at 22 and then the idea of me still living at home They'd be like, the fuck are you doing, buddy? Like, you yeah. were already here when we were your age. So, like, yeah. get out. Figure it out. Like, yeah. not only did we have to take care of ourselves, we had to take care of a little alien baby, you know? So, yeah. it's like, 
um, yeah, but like mom's planning. And this isn't just like my mom texted me that and she was like, yeah, we've been seeing this. It's not just one, two, three times. Like it's like people that we know, like family, friends, people that it's like, the hell are you doing? And I just find it weird how, I mean, I don't know, this might be like an American thing. I'm not sure, but I very rarely like in Sweden saw parents like celebrating their kid's birthday to that extent. Like, yeah, I had birthday parties when I was little, but when I'm 21 years old, I'm not going to have a big party when I get drunk and everyone else gets drunk and my parents are there. Yeah. Like, that's weird. Tell me what you think about this. I think that maybe that, like, the whole, what we're seeing is, like, the fucked up. Why are the parents getting just as fucked up at their 21 birthday or their wedding and, like, parents are just wildly drunk? Yeah. I think it's parents had this idea when the kids were little that, like, oh, the world is a, or at least America, like, it's a very unsafe place. Yeah. So we're trying to protect my kid. And by protecting your kid, you ended up making this like bitch ass sheltered version of a human being that really doesn't have like the drive and the pattern recognition and just like the ability to handle themselves in independent situations so the parent justifies like oh well uh yeah no no no, the kid is 18 i'm still going to treat the kid like he's or she is 15 Mm -hmm. like you you have a curfew you know what i mean you have this oh you don't have to work uh it's a lot to manage school and work and this and that so it's like we'll just pay for your college we'll do this don't worry about that you know what i mean we'll just continue telling you what to do Mm -hmm. up until you're 25 30 35 in extreme cases and then what ends up happening in my experiences is like the parent, the kid ends up resenting the parent. So it's like, what do you think about that? Did was I kind of right along the same kind of pattern that you're thinking about or well, I, not, re- I just find it like, I feel like parents are way too much in their kids business. Sometimes I would agree with that. Like a hundred percent be engaged and be there. Don't just like ship your kid off somewhere. A hundred percent be there. But never in a million years am i gonna have a 21 a 21st birthday like when you turn 21 that's a big deal here you know you get to party and like that's what happens like you get drunk are you crazy i'm not having my parents there that's weird and even like i've seen so like even at colleges like big like party schools they have like the parents weekend and the parents come there and they party with the kids i'm like that's really strange. Yeah. And it's became a even bigger thing of like parents will even sometimes move to the city the or, or have like a side apartments or vacation homes. Like let's yeah. say our kid moves to um, Nebraska and goes there. We're like, oh, well, let's get a rental in Nebraska and then we can see little Sammy all the yeah. time that we want. And it's fucked. And it's like we can stay on this one topic, but I have like several other it's all related in my mind of like you partying with your kid at 21 is just like um, you going through your kid's phone. It's all related. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's all you're trying. You're get too the much intent. in their business. I think the intent is good. And like these people are good people, yeah. the parents, and they love them with all their hearts. Yeah. But by trying to like baby proof their entire childhood, it's now setting them up for failure yeah. out there when they're t- it's time to leave the nest. Yeah. It's just really strange to me. Like, I'm not going to like, yeah, let's have like a, a family lunch or whatever during the day. And, you know, we can have grandma, grandpa, cousins like we can do that. But when I go out at night, 
like you're not coming with me are you crazy yeah or it's like those instances with uh bachelorette parties right yeah and like the mom right that, that i get you were watching on the reality show but like that's a real thing that happens of like yeah they're trying to do this and just overpower and control and it just ends up not being right like i even like something that like like i just cringe when i see this is when grown adults that are like 45 and, and over get drunk mm-hmm I don't like seeing drunk, like legit sloppy. drunk, like not sloppy. just a little tipsy, but drunk older people, like grown adults in their 50s. I'm just like, you should be over. Like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. That what? And like, th- that's ooh. the thing. That's the thing we're talking about with like alcohol in general is if you're looking at it as a drug is I don't know. Is alcohol a drug like technically or is it just its own? I don't know. Thing? But anyways, it's something that can fuck your life up. And we just act like it's a it's extremely unhealthy. So you're putting that in your body. Now you're getting fat and lazy. And then on top of that, you're like now losing control of your mind and your functions. And then Mm -hmm. you get I would say it's an addiction. It's like something that you can get addicted with. So I don't know if it's a drug, but it's definitely like people. A lot of people are addicted to alcohol. It says an alcoholic drink is a drink that contains ethanol a type of alcohol that acts as a drug and is produced by fermentation of grains, fruits, or other sources of sugar. So ethanol is the drug, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah, so it's just big on, like, parents are trying to hold their kids, just fucking suffocate them. And it's like, just let them go. You know, they're they're their own people. Or they're trying to force, I guess, success or whatever their parents' definition of success and happiness will be on their kids. And that might not even be what their kids are looking for. Yeah. So don't do that. Like, what is the whole point of yeah. that? Yeah, I just find it strange. Like, I think with parents that do go out when their kids turn 21, like, would they go out with them? I think in their mind, it's like, oh, well, I'll be there. In case something happens, I'll be there. But you're just as drunk as your kid. Like, what are you going to do in that situation? <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's really funny. Are you crazy? No. Yeah. Like, it's I, probably going to cause yeah. more issues. Like, that's just strange. Like, let your kids be a little free. Like, mm-hmm. they're 21. Yeah, there's, they're always going to be your children forever until you die or they die. Like, that's fact. But it, that that does not mean that you have to be in their business all the time. Check their phone. You have to you know be in their business with their partners and like that's just like crazy like yeah. let let your kid live i think that that's obviously like a bigger thing and i'm not here to give parenting advice i really i couldn't give less fucks about what people do with their kids yeah. but i'm just speaking about from my own experiences and it's like if we start from the childhood of parents who like just rummage through their phones and they're checking history or, oh, my God, the worst one is when you have like the track, not the tracker, like the GPS, but I've I've had peers that the have find had, my iPhone. Oh, my God. No, no, no. The legit. What what apps are you downloading? What well, whose calls have oh, you made? Oh, and they can have, see that. It's legit like a, a mirrored version oh, of the phone yeah people do that and i remember when i was in texas i had this kid that would um his dad was like a major tech guy and fucking invented he, the security did he system hack his phone it was legit like a yeah this kid like couldn't watch porn couldn't like explore things and it's not about like you know rated r triple x stuff but just the ability to like 
have ideas about things and explore things. Yeah. He didn't, he couldn't like talk to girls. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. So he was just very oppressed in this That's box. That's sad. I know. And it's That's fucked. really, really sad. So they would, and I even think it went to the extent of like his phone was tapped. Like it was, his parents are the FBI at this point. His My phone gosh. was tapped. His car was probably tapped. Like when he got a car are you crazy? and obviously his parents are like, well, we just want to make sure that little Jimmy and Bobby are safe. And it's like, dude, you got to be realistic. Like you were fucking when you were 16, you know, 15, whatever it was. So like the idea of trying to, we were talking about this early, fix a problem by just like, what is it? Scooping it under the rug or just like putting something else like your daughter. Okay. Oh, don't wear those clothes or whatever. Uh, Men will look at you funny. And it's like, well, hold on time out now. Are we just going to tell her to change or tell him to change because that'll fix the problem? Or should we put in actual vulnerable conversations which parents probably don't want to be vulnerable like that and open up and be free of explaining like here this might be the best way for you to identify these situations if there's a creepy man that's looked at you three four five times hey that you might want to find the exits you know you might want to find peers or groups or something like that or if you've developed a relationship that i hope to have with my kids of developing a safe space that's like hey hit me up like give me a call that's the thing i think parents um especially in america yeah are too we've talked about this like before not on the podcast but just together of like let's say someone got pregnant and they're really young like let's say they're 16 and they got pregnant their worst worry is what are my parents gonna say not the fact that you're you're pregnant you're about to have a child that should be your biggest worry here. Yeah. But instead, you're so worried about like, what is my mom going to say? What is my dad going to say? Are they going to kick me out? And instead, like, why can't, like, I hope and I I mean, I, I will have a relationship with my kids where I let them know, like, if something is going on, if you have something to ask, if you want to tell me something, tell me. Like, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to. That's not what I'm here for. Like, if I can help you with a problem, I want to help you. If, you, if you're if you blacked out drunk uh, when you're 16, 17, 18, or whatever, and you clearly can't drive, give me a call. Like, and I will pick you up. Mm-hmm. And then we can have that conversation tomorrow or the next day. Like, I don't want there being fear of like, oh, what are my parents going to say? Like that, like your biggest worry here if you're drunk is how am I going to get home safely? Should not be, what if my parents find out? You yeah, know? that. And if it was, what are my parents going to find out? If I'm the parent, I would feel like a failure. At least yeah. I think I would feel like a failure because I'm trying to develop an extremely competent young man or woman that is able to handle problems as they come. And then yeah. if they can't handle it, know that there's resources available yeah. to help aid with that issue when the time comes. So it's one of those things where at least in my experience as a kid, my parents, I don't know if they got lucky or if they developed, but I was, I've always been extremely competent, like not in the way as, and I don't think for myself, but when you give me a task to do it, you could literally be like, Hey, venture, I need you to go across town and get this thing for me. And just, that's it. That's all you need. One sentence. And I go, okay, I'll figure it out. Maybe I don't have a car. All right, I'll figure it out. Let's fucking Uber. Okay, we get there. We do this. Like, let's do that. That's why, like, Daniel's the best. Daniel will literally, you could tell Daniel, like, hey, we need to figure out how to get, like, 
a spaceship or something yeah. like that. And he's like, oh, cool. Well, that's easy. Fuck. You got, uh, what do we got? We got Tesla over here. We got, you know what I mean? This is, uh, I mean, we could make it happen. Like yeah. he thinks that way and I'm very similar to that. And that's why like problem I with solving. Him. Yeah. Extreme, extreme problem solving. And then with like some of my siblings and stuff, uh, they just haven't had that skill. Yeah. So things have kind of like been an issue with their, it's just, they have to adapt to a different parenting style and watching them do that. I'm kind of like, there's certain things they do where I'm like, uh, and then there's certain things they do where they're like, I'm like, okay, that looks like yeah. it's good. But even now me growing into an adult and the young man that I'm developing into, I still have issues with my parents, like mainly my mom in general of her still trying to like guide certain things when she's already laid the foundation and the groundwork that she needs to lay. Yeah. So my biggest issue, like in the past recently, has just been like, hey, chill out. Like yeah. I'm here. I will reach out to you. Guess what? Yeah. You're you're top five on my call list. All right. right. If there's top an three. issue, yeah. <laughs> if there's an issue, and then it'll even get to the point where I'm just updating her. I'm yeah. just telling you how my day went, and it should not be a this is what you should have did. This is what you could have did. Yeah. Why didn't you do this? If like you kind of just want someone to listen there you at go. that point just listen be like oh okay like did you do, do ask yep. do you need help ask do you want advice do you whatever it might be ask questions and if you say no i think i'm okay okay let me know if you need there anything. you go that's it right there you know that, I mean? that let me know part that way your kids have the ability to be like okay they have that backup option they have that generator yeah. in the garage for when the power goes out yeah to be like oh fuck where's that generator at yeah. you're not imagine if the generator was just like use me use me you like the generator's telling you to you'd be like fuck out of here with this thing yeah you know? and it's also i think it's important to let kids know that it's okay to ask questions like if you if you do need help with something ask or if you're curious about something ask like there's no oh, I probably can't ask that or no, like, no, like if you, if there is anything that you are wondering, you can ask a question, like always ask if there's something that you can't figure out on your own. Yeah. And like I said, this episode isn't going to be like a parent, how to parent episode or anything like that. Yeah. But I think the last thing is examples like chores. Chores is something that all kids, I hope, should do. All, yeah. all kids should have a set of tasks, their little mini jobs. Whether it the is house. dishes or clean your bed yeah, whatever or whatever it is. And the idea of how many, uh, I just have experiences in America, but it's like, clean your room. Mm -hmm. uh, or why? Because I said so. Do the dishes. Why? Because I said so. And it's just like a full-on FBI, like SWAT team level, just like, shut up, you convict, inmate. You know what I mean? Like, go yeah. do the dishes. So when you treat your kid like that, A, like I said, they're probably going to resent you. They're not going to want, and they're probably going to resent doing the dishes. You see yeah. what I'm saying? That's probably the biggest thing where you're trying, which the parent's goal is to instill a sense of cleanliness within your child. That way they grow into a clean adult. And which, also like we're like, we all live in this home. Let's all help out. In like a know? civil communal manner, yeah. which makes sense and everybody's happy. But as a parent, when you're like, threatening your kid and you're doing this and you're going to take the car away and you're going to take video games away and this and that it's like dude you're you're kind of fucking up your goal here yeah how do you get to the root of the problem yeah. so you got to figure out how to get to the root of why do we clean the dishes well so we don't get bugs so yeah. that we have dishes to eat so yeah. that there's more space there Guess needs what? to be a why so that people want to come over to your house yeah. like those are conversations that you have to have with your kid in order to like 
learn how the world works. Yeah. And it's crazy because listen to what I'm saying right now. This is the shit that you were saying years ago yeah. that I was just like, no, nah, just beat the fuck out that kid and you'll be all right. You know what I mean? And it was just like, just he'll, he'll learn. He'll, he'll get it for, just kick him. He'll learn. And like, that's not it. Yeah, yeah. he'll do it. But will he He's not going to fully understand why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are we taking the dog out why are we cleaning why are we you know what i mean and why don't parents do that patience i think yeah. it's a lot you have to have patience with your kid um and a lot of parents don't have that yeah people just want to take the comfortable easy route yeah right? so that's why i linked it with parenting it's not parenting it's all related to fitness it's all related to health it's all related to your job mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you're how many people are working jobs that they're not like interested in or passionate yeah. about and that's like what it's about we'll get into jobs right i was after gonna this. say speaking of jobs yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> but before that is it's like like I said, last podcast, I've been reading the book of five rings by Miyamoto Musashi. And he says, you should master one thing so that you can use that in 10,000 other things. Yeah. Translating the bag. Yeah. Switching from this to that, to that pattern recognition, becoming extremely competent. Yeah. That's what I love to do. This podcast it's hard as fuck to do. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Why do I love it? Because I love the process of building things. Yeah. I love the process of interacting with humans. Yeah. I love you. I'll talk to you for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> of hours because I just want to know how your mind works. Yeah. I love growth. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. But jobs. <laughs> That's a little good little transition. You like there. that one, huh? <laughs> what do you got going on? Jobs. I, I got a new job. I am going to be. My girlfriend has two jobs right now, right, ladies yep. and gentlemen. I'm about to be a house husband, <laughs> house husband. You wish, huh? I will. We'll get there. Don't worry. Um, You'll blow up. Anyways, I am still working at the gym, but only for like a couple more days. But I got a new job at a clothing store called Madewell. A pretty famous store, I guess, apparently. Um, but no. So I start, my first day is on Tuesday. I think we're just doing like paperwork, whatever. But I'm gonna be working at the clothing store now, and I'm super proud of you. Thanks. Yeah. I I think it's gonna be a lot more fun. Um, at the gym, it's been cool. It's been nice. It's very extremely chill, and I think that has been my issue it's of just like been boring. Right? It gets boring after a while. Like sometimes, oh yeah, this is nice, just like not do anything. But I get I get bored, so I was like, I need to go somewhere else. Um. So yeah. I'm going to be working at a clothing store. I like it. I think I have a pretty good one for me now, too. I am working as a jet ski tour guide from Long Beach Marina to Catalina Island, taking groups of 12 to 30 people across open water Mm -hmm. into the ocean to a destination 26 miles off of Long Beach. Fun. Excited. So, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm getting paid to fucking haul ass and yeah. have fun so that's what i'm about and i was really looking for something that would like keep me by the beach yeah and it's funny because even at the beginning of my job search people were not people but um remember i told you i was like i think i want to work inside i was like i want to do yeah. something like because i've never done that i've literally only worked the only jobs I've done inside have been hot ass pizzerias where I'm literally yeah. slaving in the oven, picking it up in 400 degree oven. You right. know what I mean? So, yeah. and like kids, oh, you know what's crazy? Well, side note, 
<clears throat> it was like high schoolers that would work there. I was the only one that didn't have acne because of that pizza Ew. oven. And it would just be so like greasy. Greasy and, and You know hot. what I mean? And hot. But like kids, like they would break out. There were kids that went to Costa down yeah. the road. And I just was like, is that going to happen to me? And then it never did. It but didn't. I didn't yeah. work there that long, but. Yeah, I'm about to be a jet ski. And these are like the new, like they're not the, they're not your grandma's jet skis. These jet skis fucking haul ass. Yeah, I think they're like the, it's some motorsports company that's supplying them. And then they just do the tours. So like I don't work for the motorsport company, but I just work for like the tour guys. What's the company called? Uh, I don't even know. Hold on now. I should know that because I have my little first day here in a couple hours. But it's like jet ski to jet ski Catalina tours let or me let like me that. search it on google well why are you gonna out me like that why are they throwing all my stuff out there like that no i just want to seek for my own sake okay but yeah it's like uh jet ski to jet ski or here's the thing i don't even think it's called tours because when i told him like yeah i've done like tours in the past before he's like oh no we're not a tour we're an experience like we try to haul ass out there and people fall and it was a really it wasn't it was like the weirdest interview i've had because i didn't have to Is be that it Yep. Okay. okay. Jet ski to Catalina. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. So it was super cool. And then you know how you go to an interview and you're like, oh, fun. I would never have fun on the job. Like that's basically yeah. what you have to do, right? You're like, I work 24 seven every waking moment to this right. and that. And I reach all this and you got to be like fake. I started it, the interview, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've done tours before here, here, here. And he's like, yeah, no, we're not a tour. We're an yeah, experience. Like, that's Basically, funny. like, we fucking haul ass out here. And I'm like, yeah. oh, say less. That's right up my alley. And then we just started talking like regular people. And he was like, all right, come pop in, and we'll uh, check you out, make sure everything's all right. So that was really nice. That's good. I'm looking at the uh, prices here. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. It's about four, sure. $500. Yeah. But... Um, people do it though mm-hmm. i've been really liking the uh apartments you've been sending me in the south bay though uh-huh yeah it's yeah. really been nice looking at it and back and it's just like i have a lot of nostalgia i know of the south bay compared to long beach we love yeah. long beach it's cool it's been doing great to us but i just know that i'll be happier yeah. out there just it's like a sense of familiarity like i grew up there and it's just like it feels like home yeah less homeless people it's safer so that's crazy i didn't really realize that because i mean i've always lived in long beach and i lived in the south bay when i was living out there and just like i just didn't think about it but then now obviously there's a lot of homeless people here in long beach like running around um and then you were out in the south bay for a little for a day or whatever and you mentioned it and I was like, oh, that's true. Like, I didn't really see. You saw them. Like, they're everywhere. Yeah, but it's a manageable amount. Yeah, it's- I was like, oh, that's crazy. But it's it's weird though because I don't, like, I'm not scared out here because of the, the homeless people. I, I'm really not. It's just that I don't want them being, if I walk out and I'm walking Kino, I don't really want this homeless person just sitting on the corner and now I have to, like, walk all the way around. And the like, thing is, is, yeah, I'm sure the majority of them are, like, okay. It'll yeah. be a very low percentage that they harm you, but we do see their outbursts out They here. go crazy, yeah. We do see them literally shadow boxing, fighting trees. And, and yelling just, like, angry in the and air. Upset. And what I'm saying is, 
I mean, I've been like, <laughs> here's the thing is dudes, the only experience is I've never had a homeless guy be aggressive. It's just being super racist. Like I've had two experiences yeah. out here within the last year where like the dudes are, I told you about that. Remember the yeah. Carl's Jr. one? I could tell you, want, should I tell that one? Yeah. Or So we were in Carl's Jr. And I was... You and your mom, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, this one, I, the one of them was at Carl's Jr. And then the other one was actually at Jack in the Box. Oh, okay. But I don't think I told you about the Jack in the Box one, but it was just like wild. But the Carl's Jr. one was with this like white guy shopping cart, you know, typical like bum. And we, the drive through was long. So we go in to order for the family inside and inside are several, like it's the one right on PCH. There's several hobos in the thing, mm. like just eating. Most of them are eating at their chairs, like doing their thing. And then, Being normal. yeah. So my mom orders her shit. Uh, I order my stuff. We're going to get drinks. And then as, uh, my mom's getting the drink, the homeless guy's like asking her for money, like on the other side of the fountain mm -hmm. area. So I just go and I'm like, my mom clearly doesn't want to talk to a homeless guy. So I just go stand like in between her and the homeless guy. And yeah. I put my back towards him. Yeah. Just like I'm like talking to my mom, this and that. Yeah. And the homeless guy apparently was offended that like I cut off his important conversation with my mom yeah. who wasn't even responding. And then the homeless guy goes, hey, do you have any like a uh, Pacific Islander or uh, something in there? Like Mexican. I don't know what he said, but something brown and like yeah. tan because I'm gorgeous obviously and he was like um i basically just told him like no and then i went back to whatever i was doing and then he kept trying to talk to me and i was just like have a nice day like, yeah no, i just i don't argue with the bums like they're yeah fucking, why, why would i do that and then he like starts flipping out and he just starts walking around the store and he's screaming like i just asked you need to act like a fucking human being and speak to me and do this and this and like he's clearly crazy and he's screaming at the store and then uh, he finally walks around to walks outside and then we're waiting. They're taking forever on this Carl's Jr. Order for because they're backed up this and that. So me and my mom are just standing there and I'm just like, please just don't touch me. Like if this yeah. dude is there to touch me, like I'm going to have to put my foot up his ass. Like, yeah. Don't fucking touch me. Do whatever you don't. Don't damn sure don't spit at me. Like if like, you're going to spit at me or like yell and do that, like yeah. you're going to get hit with a brick. So yeah. it's like, don't do that. And as long as he doesn't do that, it's fine. I don't care what you're yelling. So it's awkward now because the whole store is like sitting there now kind of looking Listening. at me and i'm just waiting babe they stopped making food i think because like so well, now, yeah because they have yeah. this crazy person i wouldn't be making food either and, and so this awkward home. thing goes on for like 30 seconds and then uh, a new guy comes in not a homeless guy just a regular guy trying to eat at carl's jr yeah. clearly he has like he just got home from church or whatever he's trying to like oh, feed the homeless yeah he gives this guy the guy's having an outburst but this new guy the civilian like regular guy didn't wasn't here for any of that so he just thinks he's trying to help this homeless guy because he's hungry and he goes he orders his food and he goes okay i got give this guy five bucks or whatever give this guy 10 bucks i'm gonna pay for it what do you want this guy fucked up because now the bum doesn't know what he wants on the menu he's crazy babe he doesn't know like yeah. give me a chicken sandwich he goes straight up to the counter and he's like uh can i have a cookie and a shake and, and instead of like that and they're like okay well the shake is six dollars or whatever i guess he wanted a big shake and he's like oh no no no, small one but he's just going crazy so he's like give me a small one a small that it's is the smallest shake out. it's the tiniest fucking shake i've ever seen it's tiny 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 like he's tweaking and he's just not there mentally i feel bad for him oh but gosh. not after this guy just threw 17 racial slurs at me and this and that and then you left like, that part out by the way yeah but it's just that. like one of those things where, yeah, he's like calling me the N-word and all this yeah. other stuff. And it's just like, it's just kind of like a regular day dealing with bums, I yeah. guess. But it's just crazy because not only does he not know how to order, 
uh, like a good meal, he still has the ability to be racist, I guess. So that was what I found interesting was like, you don't, you're not even smart enough to be like, okay, give me a Western, like that'll fill me up. Give me a Western or give with me fries. A, a cheeseburger. Yeah, every, no, so, every single yeah, fast food some, has Somebody gives you some money and you order a shake and a cookie and then don't have like the money yeah. to pay for it. But And then you're upset that someone isn't giving you food and it's like, well, you order yourself a cookie. Yeah. So it's like, apparently you weren't that hungry. <laughs> it's just wild. And I mean, they're entertaining most of the time. Remember that one time we were in College Junior? We no, actually we were in Jack in the Box. Oh, yeah, up there. We walked we walked in. Very rarely do we do this. We walked in and <laughs> we had just ordered our food and this crazy person like is crawling in yeah. the store. It was like The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah that shit was weird. Was crawling as if something was like following him and he's laid down under one of the tables mm-hmm. and i'm like what and to me like i feel bad for them obviously because we were it, it's crazy because they had a life before this yeah. that's they had a childhood for the most part maybe you know they they had a life before this but then also i am so curious to see like what what does he see that i don't see yeah. clearly like it's drugs and mental health and all that but in your mind and through your eyes what do you see? Yeah, because what you, what you see is not what I see, and that's why I'm entertained by him. Those I'm literally trying to figure out like who are you conversating with right now? Right? Is this like your mother that you're talking to? Yeah. Is this like an enemy? Sometimes it's an enemy, yeah. but I would say the best fast food spot to go to definitely in LA that you don't really have to fuck with homeless people is In and Out. In and Out's good, yeah. I've never had it. Well, sorry, I've had one uh, experience with a homeless oh. guy. I walked in the bathroom and bro was like taking a fucking shower in the sink Oy. and they were quick on it though. They like kicked his ass. He got oh. 86 out of there yeah. real quick. So yeah. And then that's the best though. I fuck with it. Yeah. So, Oh, ready for a random thought? What's up? Why are dog toys looking more and more like sex toys? <laughs> you notice that? They <laughs> like look that like dildos one thing, and That one vibrators. thing that Josephine had for her dog. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like she pulled it out. We were like, what, what is, is that? that? It was a, literally a purple dildo she pulled out for her. <laughs> but it's a dog, dog toy. Yeah, I've. I mean, I see them too, and you have like the, the split ones that are like rotating and, and then they squeak and make noises. It's there's a lot going on. But there's. I mean, we have to find. We we honestly have to try to find a toy for Kino though that he cannot tear up. All right. Well, good luck. Like with I that. want him to. Now we have bones and stuff, which is good. But I want him to have a toy that he can chew on a little bit, like at home, that he doesn't tear up. And here's what so I'm, I'm going to invent it. Hey, here's what we can do. We can go to Home Depot, get a couple two by fours, cut them up into like little one foot sections, and he can just chew on the two by fours. What is that? The the wood that we were playing oh, with wood. at the beach. Remember he play, was playing fetch with that yeah. stick? Here's my thing. He though, would is, honestly need a brick. Here, yeah. Like why, cement. Why? So here's what I want to debunk your kind of thought process on this. Why do you want to get him a toy? It's because, because you think it that it distracts you, it, him. Okay. Do you feel like you're sad because he doesn't have a toy to play with? No. Because what I'm saying is he has an amazing life. He, he has so many toys. He doesn't give a fuck. No, I know, but yeah. he has his bones. But it's to distract him. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 we are just chilling and he's like wandering around and doing his thing, and he's a little annoying, I want to be able to give him a little toy. And what I'm saying is. 99% of dogs are good with that. They will play with a toy and leave it alone. And they he will... is good with a toy as long as it is hard and cannot break. That's cool. So my question is, is what does he do with toys? 
He Dis- bites them. He disassembles them. He bites them. What is he the best at doing? <laughs> Biting things. What are we going to give him where it's just going to last more than three, four days yeah. before he said, oh, I disassembled it. Here you go, Hannah. Maybe we'll just stick to bones then. He yeah. likes his bones. He's, he's good. good with the bones. He's fine. He's, yeah. He's got a lot of toys. Yeah. But I have, I think, one more like kind of deeper thought that's kind of like the parenting thing but it's not related to parenting let me know what you think about this early on in our relationship when like I was reading a good amount of personal growth and like business books and kind of developing myself yeah and you were still just starting to get onto that track do you remember how I used to kind of like push books that I had read and like kind of shove them in your face and be like you should read these three right here Mm -hmm. I don't really do that anymore yeah I had this idea. Um, I saw something on a show where they were trying to solve a case. I think it was that Biggie Smalls Tupac one, the Unsolved on yeah. Netflix. And I remember the white guy was like, he, he knew nothing about Biggie Smalls, like the music or whatever. They seen the documentary or the books or things. And then he pulls in this guy that that was what he specialized in. Was yeah. like, Or he was just like a former cop that grew up in the 90s and like knows the hip hop scene. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, no, I've listened to all the albums. I've listened to this and that. I've seen all the interviews. And then the white guy's like, good. Now I don't have to. So now let's go solve the case. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about like, oh, what is the point of, let's say we're in Barnes and Noble and there's a shelf of information, right? Why would we both start on the left side and work our way through the shelf, Yeah, both reading the same books? Or what if you start on the right side? I was looking at it as a team. Do you see what I'm saying? Of like, I start on the left side, you start on the right side and we meet each other in the middle. Yeah. And look at this. And half the time, both of us have now gotten all the information on this giant shelf yeah you see what i'm saying so yeah. now if as a team and a partnership we are presented with a problem mm-hmm. guess what oh hey this car breaks down oh well, i know a little bit about cars here you go uh let me try these several things that i've gotten that have fixed cars in the past mm-hmm. okay what's something you got okay computer isn't working or something well let me try these several things that i've fixed computers with in the past or whatever mm-hmm. just something with an example like that yeah I, something that I thought was funny was we were at dinner with your parents one time and I remember your dad was like, no, he was talking to your mom, I think. And he was like, yeah, no, you should really know how to change a tire or, or do something like that. Wasn't it check the oil? Maybe it was. Check the and, oil problem. And then I just remember your mom being like, but what's the point of having you here? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, if I can do that, I don't need you here. Like <laughs> you understand that that's the value you provide here. Yeah. Right. And it was just really funny. And your dad was like, well, what if I'm not here? And he's like, well, and your mom was like, well, why would I be there if you don't have access to me and this and that? Yeah. And it, it was just really cute. I still want you to know how to change your oil yeah. for emergency situations. Yeah. But for the most part, if I'm reading these books, it's almost like, that that book, these seven books are in my head now. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to read those seven books if we're presented with a problem that we're both trying to solve? Yeah. Now we have seven books when we could have had 14 yeah. books, podcasts, or yeah. whatever content on that. What do you think about that? That's something that I think is like a positive that I've yeah. grown and been like, no, I want you. Now, if there's shit that's like emergency stuff that's like, here's the essence of life right here. You should really yeah. check that out. Yeah, okay, I get that. But... I think um, I I agree with that. And I think it is important that we do not our own thing necessarily, but like I, I bring stuff into the relationship and then you bring stuff that are different. Because I think that way we learn from each other and we learn more things than just like being the exact same. Um, just like you read a lot of 
Like I personally really like reading autobiographies and learning a lot about that. Those are my types of books. You really like reading. I'll read like philosophy. I'll read biographies or autobiographies. I'll read. But um, mostly though, you read like business books uh and like life books. Like strategy Like growth books. Um, I do think like I, I would appreciate if you were like, hey, read this book. Like this is a really good one. You should read this. But for us to read the exact same books doesn't really add any value necessarily i don't feel like because we have the same information now what do i share with you Mm -hmm. there's nothing because we have we read the same stuff well what do you share with me both ways too yeah if you were reading certain books let's say you had seven books that you handed me it's like there that idea of like oh good she read them now i don't have to because Mm -hmm. you know now you are that you've already absorbed the information from those books so yeah it's just kind of a funny thing yeah. that I was having. Yeah. I haven't read in a little bit, though. A couple of days. Yeah. I think really it's just kind of been the stresses of summer. Yeah. The summer has been a little bit more stressful than we assumed, but yeah. we're kind of cozying on into like a, a normal routine again. Yeah. So we'll get back on it and like, it's good. Yeah. Reading's fun. I love reading. Yeah. Reading is good. I used to always read when I was little. Mm-hmm. Stop reading. What were some of your favorite things to read when you were little? It was kids' books. Like, it was yeah, like the troll, me. the troll books. I hope you weren't reading Moby Dick and like the Bible. <laughs> yeah, what were the it kids' books you were reading? It was the troll books. It was uh, Lasse Mayas Detektivbyrå. Um, I was reading Sigge. That was about a horse. I was reading. Um, those are probably the main three stuff that I was reading. So something funny too that is um, pretty cool. You guys, like in Sweden, you have a completely different, like un-American childhood, basically, of like, um, you have your own shit. So I have Dr. Seuss. But, I, but, I didn't do that. But here's the thing, though, is every once in a while, if I have 10 things that mm-hmm. I'm presenting to you, sometimes two of them, you'll be like, oh, yeah, no, we had that. And then sometimes I'll be like, oh, you guys had that? And you're like, yeah, no, we're not living under a fucking rock. Like, yeah. we have this, this, that. And it's like, well, you didn't have the eight other things. So it's a really fun game that I like to do with you of figuring out, like, oh, you guys had Frozen over mm-hmm. there? You know what I mean? You guys had this. You had that growing up. Every Disney. Everything Disney we had. And then, But the thing is, Disney was in Swedish no that's yeah that's i was just thinking about that that's the thing of like sometimes you can like sing a song or like do something from like a movie Mm -hmm. like a disney movie that i'm just like i don't know this song but i know it in swedish so here's the thing though is it'd be like a wing away a wing away a wing away a wing away in the jungle the mighty jungle i think that one though i do know it better in english okay because you watch lion king in english then yeah, or were I'm the assuming. songs not converted no they were because those are like quadruple platinum songs yeah that are like iconic i mean i even notice now that when i watch um like with my niece if i watch frozen with her or some other disney she obviously watches it in swedish but i know the songs in english because i was here when all those movies came out or like i watched them in english um so i don't know a single word from the swedish ones now but growing up, I, you know, my grandparents had every single Disney movie, you know, Snow White, Cinderella, all of it. Um, but it was just all in 
Swedish. So these are some of my books. Have you read them when you were a childhood? Uh, I used to do like Go Dog Go, uh, Chicka Chicka Boom Boom, um, like Dr. Seuss, Green Eggs and Ham, uh, One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, uh, literally like all the Dr. Seusses. That was it. And then as I grew up like and started reading on my own, um, I read a lot of comic books. So oh, like that was that. my thing. Yeah. But it was just like, that was the only thing I read for a period of time. Like I didn't read physical books. Uh, I used to like, I think they were called the magic Treehouse ones. Okay. Were fire too. But yeah. Yeah. I used to read a lot. I used to always take my little bike, bike down to the library, me and my sister after school mm-hmm. and return the books that we read and then rent like four or five new ones, take them home and read them. Me, and then do that every time. I wonder if this is why I'm not very good at working on things in comfortable spaces. Mm-hmm. Me and my dad in elementary school used to go to the library like every single day and he would help me with my homework mm-hmm. and like make sure that I did all my homework right. Yeah. And then when we got home, it would be playtime. Yeah. So it was literally it was like chill. from the school, I would meet him halfway home at the library. We would sit in a little cubicle, do our math or whatever. Yeah. Like I didn't like it, but. You got to do it. And then yeah. I'd come home and be like, let's get on our bikes. Let's go. Yeah. So that's yeah. probably like. That is probably why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in high school, I used to always like do schoolwork in like my bed or the couch. Like I have no issue yeah, with that. I can't do it. I'm just, even if it's studying, quote unquote, I'm like, fuck am I, I doing? I do I'm though not... prefer being at a table. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Like it is a lot because you can have everything out. You can have everything organized um, and you don't get as distracted. No, that's great. Yeah. Well, what did we talk about? Let's recap the little episode here. We talked about throwing up. Oh, yeah. We talked about parenting. We talked about new jobs. Oh, yeah. We talked about... uh, Books that we read throughout our childhood. We talked about getting drunk with your parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and here's the thing, too, is like ending on that, I have fun parents. Because like my parents are actually... They had me at 22, so they're they're not old people. Yeah, Yeah. they're younger, and they're still fun. So here's the thing is like, I don't think... Not everybody has fun parents. Like my dad's a funny guy. My mom is fun when she's not like bitching and moaning about something going on. It's like she can be fun. Yeah. She just has to sit down and relax and like stop controlling everything. Yeah, your parents are really nice. They're fun. So they're super fun. Um, I see... I'm not saying never go out with your parents, but like next time we're in town, we'll go out and like we can go to the casino and have some fun and do this and like bada bing, bada Mm -hmm. boom. And the thing like for me, it's like I would have no issue having some drinks with your parents or my parents or like a little bit of wine, but like taking shots. Like yeah. let's take body shots. I'm like, no, mm. like I'm not getting drunk yeah. around someone's parents. Yeah. Like there's a difference. Mm-hmm. People. <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. But um, yeah. Anyways. That is kind of weird though, because obviously your parents are what, like 40, 44, 44 45 yeah. Um. My parents are 56. Mm. So they're a lot old, like a lot. But I'm also the oldest too. And you're also the youngest. Yeah. Like I'm the most important because I'm the <laughs> oldest. Just like, you know, they care about Amanda and Simon. Like you girls are just like, <laughs> you're spare pieces. You're basically spare kids. Like if something happens to their first two got that they love, two. they're just like, oh shit, now we got, all right, you're in the game now. Here's uh. the ball. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. No, yeah. I think they love you. 
I know they do. As much as they can. Yeah. <laughs> the leftover love yeah, is you got for le- you. Yeah, you got the spillover, the, yep. the, the, the leftovers. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I have everything. Yeah, so. that's good. Anyways, I love you. I love um, you too. How do you like this new little equipment here? I got my, that's good. my mic set up. You see a difference? Yeah. I get to move. I know. You got your chair. You got your little, whatever you call that, mic stand. Yeah. We're yeah. rolling now. Mm-hmm. So guys, like I said, we're putting out episodes if you guys got any ideas, hit us up. Let yep. us know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep coming out with more shit, more natural thoughts and talks. Mm-hmm. As always, I love you. I love you too. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Yeah, check that out. Hannah's got Trying more. To make money. Yeah, she's got more YouTube channels. And yeah, I mean, do you have fun doing it? Yeah. All right, you're having fun too. Mm-hmm, love mm-hmm. you. Love you too.